You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to The 30 Podcast. Here's your host, Jazz Kang. All right, welcome to a new episode of The 30. Before we jump into things, do not forget, subscribe to the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. And of course, check out libertyballers.com for all your Sixers needs. Joining me today, the man behind some of the magic at Liberty Ballers, Paul Hudrick. Paul, the big news now, Keith Pompey of The Inquirer reporting that Ben Simmons has told the Sixers brass that he will not report to training camp does not want to be a part of the Sixers. Uh, Not entirely shocking, I would say. I mean, knowing what we know and and the way things ended in the playoffs. But when you're reading this report from Keith Pompeian, he did an excellent job with it as well. Uh, How do you, what is your immediate reaction to reading the news that basically confirms what we already kind of knew is that Simmons isn't coming back? Yeah, I mean, so for for me, I, I'm a little surprised, like not like you said, not totally shocked because it, it was clear that he, you know, both sides were were ready to part ways. And that's, you know, as early as the draft combine, Rich Paul is, is talking to Daryl Morey and Elton Brand and the Sixers brass about, hey, let's let's work something out and let's get him out of here. But at the same time, I, the fact that it's come to a point where he's willing to hold out, that surprises me because I, I always thought when that came out, I, I didn't really want to give that much oxygen, but man, I mean, this, you know, like you mentioned, Keith, you know, Keith Pompey is, is the guy around here, right? I mean, he's the one that breaks the stories and it's pretty clear that some of that seems like it's coming from Ben Simmons camp and it's their posturing to attempt to accelerate this process and and to get this done and to, to find a deal for Ben Simmons. Now, um, like, uh, like I said, I, I, I'm surprised that it, it, it's gotten to this point. I'm surprised that it's to a point where he wants to and is willing to hold out. Because to me, I don't see who this ultimately benefits because I don't think from a value perspective now, this this is going to hurt the Sixers. There's there's no two ways about it. The fact that he is now, you know, that this is now coming up publicly that he is willing to sit out, that's going to hurt the Sixers leverage in a big way. And if the Sixers issue was that they didn't feel like they were getting enough in, in a deal. I don't know how this makes it any better. So, I mean, yeah, I guess it benefits him in the fact that, yeah, it might really force their hand, but I don't know. Uh, to me, I, I don't think this benefits anyone personally, but you know, here we are. Well, I mean, I think it could benefit Simmons ultimately if he's in well, yeah, no, his I, wish, I, right? Sure. But, but I, to me, I think if the Sixers issue was that they're not getting enough in return, that the value is not high enough, now they're going to go to teams in a position where, okay, now he's demanding a trade. I shouldn't say demanding a trade publicly, but this is as close as maybe this will get to that. But to me, like now you, the Sixers could theoretically try to call out his bluff and say, okay, well then hold out. Um, 
And then to me, I, I don't know. Again, it, does, does that make a team, if you're another team, does that really make you want to go out and, and trade for Ben Simmons and give up an awful lot in Ben Simmons? Like, I, I'm a little conflicted. On, like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, it, it certainly will accelerate it. It will, it could potentially make it to the Sixers almost feel like they have to move him. But I also feel like I know, like, I know Daryl Morey well enough to know that he's not going to enjoy feeling pressured and kind of bullied into making a deal. So, you're right. It might ultimately wind up helping Simmons, but at the same time, I, I I don't know. I I don't, I'm very curious to see kind of what the, the, the move is for the Sixers. If it's okay, we're giving in, we're going to move you. We're going to take the best deal that's on the table. Or if it's okay, we're going to call your bluff. We're going to see, will you hold out during training camp? So I'm very curious to see kind of what the reaction is from the Sixers camp now that this is out there. And for me, you know, when I, when I saw this, uh, when I saw Pompey's piece on it, I mean, again, I, I wasn't shocked by it. I, I did. I'm, I'm with you. I thought, Hey, with four years, $147 million left on your contract. If the Sixers don't get the right deal, he's going to be at training camp. You know what? And I honestly believe that. And then now seeing, uh, basically that he's, he's, he wants out and, and you're right. He's basically put Maury Elton brand and the entire organization behind the eight ball. And it's like, okay, well, it's going to hurt his value. And, and, and Keith Pompey wrote about that in his piece that his source said, well, if I was looking at it, like, what is it initially? It was, what is it going to take for us to acquire Simmons? And now you're looking at it and saying, well, dude, you want to keep him there, keep him." you know what I mean? It's going to end up screwing you over in the long run. And they will be able to, uh, you know, give up less in a trade in order to acquire the guy. Now it's interesting to know. And, and, and again, Keith uh, wrote about this in his piece is maybe looking at, and Damian Lillard said, during an Instagram live last week that basically he's not leaving Portland um, as of right now, at least. So that looks like that's might be, you know, a, an option that isn't there. But if you're looking at CJ McCollum, a guy who makes, you know, next season is due to make 2.2 million less than Simmons. And, and I agree with what, what Pompey said here, he goes, and I'm quoting him. The problem is both teams might think they should get more in return. Now McCollum is averaged just under 19 points a game um, shoots a very well from the three point line, almost a 40% shooter but that doesn't move the needle because you got Joel Embiid, a 27 year old MVP candidate still on your roster. And you're looking to try and build a championship squad. So now if you're looking at this from a GM standpoint, Paul, what is there another player out there? Like, let's just say Lillard is off the table. Does, you know, are you with me that McCollum doesn't move the needle that much? And even with that trade, the Sixers are what, maybe a four five, six seed in the, in the East. Yeah, I mean, that's with McCollum, and, and this is no offense to CJ McCollum, I think it's a hell of a player. And I do think, to a certain extent, would he make them better? Yeah, I, I think offensively, sure, he could make them better. But the hit you would take, so let's just say, for, for the sake of this discussion, it's a, it's a straight player for player swap, Ben Simmons for CJ McCollum, if that's the case. Defensively, you're going to take a big hit, mm-hmm. um, especially if you intend to keep starting Seth Curry. Um, that you're going to take a big hit. And then on top of that, say what you want about Ben Simmons, and I get it. He, he's not a traditional point guard, and there, there are deficiencies in his game that prevent him, to, for at least to, to me, from being kind of an elite quote-unquote point guard. Um, this doesn't solve that issue because C.J. McCollum is also not a point guard, and Seth Curry is not a point guard. Um, Tyrese Maxey would be the closest thing you would have, and even he, he, for as gifted and as talented as much as I like him, he doesn't really fit that mold of a traditional point guard. He is a scoring guard, a drive-first scoring kind of guard. He's not a, he's not a, a, a 
doesn't have that kind of court vision, which, you know, again, say whatever you want about Ben Simmons, that court vision is elite. I mean, that's the one, one of the traits he has offensively is he is, he's, he's really good at playmaking and creating opportunities for others. So you're missing that offensively and you're taking a huge hit defensively. So yeah, I, I mean, are, but, uh, but certainly on the offensive end, you're, you're to, to have McCollum, Seth, Seth Curry, um, uh, data green Tobias Harris. That's, clearly going to create a lot of space for Joel Embiid. It's going to help him a lot. CJ does create off the dribble, can get his own shot. That helps as well. But uh, with what you're taking on the defensive end, I tend to agree with you, Jazz, that I don't think they're any better. I think they're about the same. They're probably a second-round team at best. Um, if there's another move that comes, maybe that makes a difference. And to your other question of, you know, is, is there another guy out there? I don't, I don't think that there is because you mentioned Lillard off the top. Bradley Beal seems content in his situation in Washington to at least let that play out and, and to see where that goes. Uh, you look at a guy like a Zach Levine who is now a clutch client. I don't know that that <laughs> is, 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 is a road you want to go down if that would work out very well. So you're kind of in a tough spot. I mean, uh, we just recently on Liberty Ballers, a bunch of us kind of did a, a fun roundtable exercise where we just kind of said, okay, what is the worst thing you would accept for Ben Simmons, which now we all might want to have a second go at that considering um, the news today. But my, one of the things, one of the packages that I would kind of like is if the San Antonio Spurs are really interested, um, centering it around the Jonathan Murray would intrigue me because you don't lose as much defensively. This is a guy that has already, has already earned an all NBA defensive nod. Um, you do lose a little bit again of that playmaking, but he is more of a point guard. Um, he, he is aggressive, not a great shooter, but a willing shooter. Um, so if you could have a package that's around DeJounta Murray, that's something that maybe you consider. And that's not very sexy. It's not a CJ McCollum even. It's not a, a, certainly not a Damian Lillard, but I think that's a deal where you could sell yourself on the fact that he's 25 years old. He helps you now defensively. He maybe has some offensive potential, but yeah, I mean, any deal you're looking at right now, I, I think you're taking a loss. You're you're going to get hurt on the value for Ben Simmons right now. Paul, I want to ask you a couple more questions. Let's take a short break. And we'll jump into that uh, in about 30 seconds here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Paul, we're back. I, I wanted to ask you about this. And you mentioned just before we took the break, you know, yeah, it's going it, to it, taking a guy like DeJounte Murray is not sexy, but he's a guy, you know, he was had a 109.5 defensive rating last season. So still pretty, pretty good overall. Uh, ended up ranking ninth on the on the Spurs eighth, if you really count guys who played actual meaningful minutes, but no disrespect to Cam Reynolds. You don't even know who that is, but that's OK. But uh, going back to uh, going back to what you were saying, when you when you look at at this now in hindsight, hindsight, as we know, is always 2020. Right. And as the cliche goes, but looking back at when Harden was traded to the Brooklyn Nets, you think Daryl Morey is having any remorse right now that damn, I should have found a way to get that deal done. Even if the, the difference was an extra pick here or a pick there. Uh, do you think he's now having remorse at all of, of not trying harder to maybe get that deal done? 
It's so hard to know because we kind of don't know 100% uh, what was going on behind the scenes. I mean, there there are some reputable reports that Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Rockets, flat out said, um, I'm not training James Harden to Daryl Morey. Um, and I would believe that because Tillman Fertitta seems like the kind of dude who would do something like that. So it <laughs> seems a very believable scenario that they basically, that the Rockets essentially use the Sixers as leverage, jack the price up on the Brooklyn Nets to basically hold the Brooklyn Nets draft rights hostage for the next decade or so. Um, so uh, it's hard. Uh, now, again, I also, you know, there's a report, Mark Stein reported that Daryl Morey said Tyrese Maxey was off the table in those discussions, um, that that was the deal, that he was, that he was untouchable. Now, if that were the case, perhaps Daryl Morey could have a little bit of regret knowing what James Harden could do uh, and knowing where Ben Simmons is, because yeah, I mean, the other thing is, and again, you're talking about hindsight, and it's, I also didn't suspect that Ben Simmons was going to shoot 30% from the free throw line in the playoffs. Um, I did not foresee that as, as poor as he has been at times. And it, I, I think that's the other thing too, Jazz, is like, if Ben Simmons is just like the level he was at in a Toronto series when they lose two years ago, when Jimmy Butler's here and, and the Kawhi hits that shot, if he plays at that level in the Hawks series, they win the Hawks series. Now, mm-hmm. do they go on to beat the Milwaukee Bucks? I, I, you know, maybe not. But if he's just to that level and shooting like okay from the free throw line, they probably beat the Hawks, and that changes this discussion and changes maybe the the, the outlook of their offseason totally. So it's hard to know really if Daryl has any remorse on that. But I'm sure there's a part of him that thinks about, man, maybe I could, yeah, maybe I could have done this, maybe I could have done that. Um, that would have made that happen, but it's so hard to know exactly what was going on behind the scenes there. Yeah. It, it, you know, that's all it's speculation. And and I think looking back at it and nobody, nobody would have guessed that Ben Simmons would have crapped the bed the way he did in that series. You know what I mean? I, I don't think anybody was looking at it like that. You know, he was coming up, he's an all NBA defensive caliber guy, a multiple time all-star. So you're looking at him thinking, all right, you know, at 25 years old, this guy's about to come into his own. And then obviously we had that disaster of a series against the Hawks, but you know, it's interesting to, to see this now because, you know, we've been talking about Simmons legitimately for the last, you know, two months, two and a half months, whatever it is, in, in terms of day in and day out, um, you know, in terms of what's going to happen with him. But now you're looking at this and thinking, OK, and, and you're right. And we've seen this historically in, in NBA trades involving guys who are all star caliber players that the team who's trading said player it usually gets 70, 80 cents on the dollar. And I think that's what we're looking at in this case now what really kills I think the Sixers in terms of their in this whole relationship and everything going Ari the way it did is they had championship aspirations. As we mentioned, they were number one seed in the Eastern conference last season. Um, They have a guy in Embiid who's proven he could, he could be the lead dog on a team, but they really only had Simmons around him who was another all-star caliber guy. I mean, Toby Harris, a a fringe all-star at points, but I I wouldn't put him there. And it's interesting because Harrison Grimm of, of Liberty ballers put, put a tweet out, you know, with Danny Green's appearance on, uh, on a podcast there. And he was saying basically that Ben's out and, you know, it might've been a slipping of the tongue. You might've missed a word there, but it kind of, it's like, it seems like everybody kind of knew this, but for him to, I think, put the, put the Sixers again behind the eight ball. I I think this really doesn't do anything in terms of improving his stock and and his kind of, uh, you know, the, the, the mindset of of what Ben Simmons can bring. And, you know, uh, Keith Pompey mentioned that, 
the source said he wants to go to one of the three California streams. We're assuming that means that he doesn't want to go to Sacramento, which is in California as well. But I mean, you know, not going to go to the Lakers, likely not going to the Clippers just because of the cap space stuff. Uh, unless you look at a team like like the Warriors, where it's a package somewhere and James Wiseman, a terrible fit next to next to Joel yes. or even now with Drummond in the fold. I mean, that I think that's off the table unless you're looking at a guy like Kuminga, you're trying to get Moses Moody, uh, some future first round picks. There's really nothing out there. So at, at this point, like if, if you're looking at this and I'll, and I'll ask you, do you think the Sixers will 100% get a deal done before training camp? Or do you think that there's a way that he holds out? They're finding him, and this drags on into into the beginning of the season. Oh, I think that's definitely possible. Um, I I just I could see, like I said, you know, I could see them calling his bluff and saying, "Okay, then then hold out." If if they don't get the deal, they like now maybe a team calls up and they get a deal that maybe they don't, you know, maybe they don't love, but a deal that they say, "Okay, this deal is better than going into training camp and having this headache hanging over us." Then again, if teams do decide to lowball them now, knowing what they know, uh, you know, maybe Darren Murray says, you know what, I'm going to hang on to him. Uh, if he wants to hold out, we'll, we'll hold out, we'll find him. And if something better, you know, and I, I could see that scenario playing out as well. Now, nobody wants that. Uh, no, like Ben Simmons doesn't want that. You know, the Sixers don't want that. The fans don't want that. Um, I think everyone would like a resolution to this. So, I think the Sixers will still look at options. They're still clearly going to listen. You know, you, you mentioned the California teams and yeah, I, I don't see a fit among any of those three teams, at least as far as a trade package goes, Golden State would have to get somebody else involved because, you know, like you said, they're, and beyond the fit of a James Wiseman, like I, it, it's, it's the age, it's the, it's the time frame that they don't fit into you're trying to win a championship. You're trying to take advantage of Joel Embiid's prime as an MVP caliber player, 27 years old. It, what, you know, Moses Moody and, and Jonathan Kamiga, I think they're fine young players if they have a chance to be very good. They do not help Joel Embiid right now. And that's what they need. So like, I mean, do you turn to Minnesota and you say, okay, give me, you know, Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, and a bunch of picks. I mean, that's that kind of, if I'm being honest, that package kind of stinks, but it doesn't kind of, it does stink, right? <laughs> it, it stinks. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it, cause it helps them in some regards. I mean, you get a guy like Beverly who I think does help winning. He does help teams. He does, you know, he does winning stuff to help teams win basketball games. So you can't discredit that Malik Beasley fills some holes. He's, you know, he's an okay creator. He's a good shooter, good shooter off the dribble can help them in that, and that, and that kind of realm as well. But you're losing that. That's, that's a lost trade. That That is a loss. You're not winning that trade. Um, but it, it might get to a point where, again, Daryl Morey decides, is it worth it to, to do this? Is it worth it to call it the bluff when I can take a decent offer um, as opposed to hanging on to him and dealing with all this and, and putting the team through this? But it's, it, it's, it's, a, it's a crappy spot for the Sixers. It really is um, to have that out there and to, to really it, – it's going to hurt their leverage um and, and, and get again unless they're willing to kind of play chicken and, and dare him to hold out maybe that changes things but it's 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 an ugly it's it's i guess jazz the biggest thing is we are now to a point where it kind of seemed like to me at least it was like okay to now it's ugly uh th this is officially ugly oh yeah and 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 it, uh mark stein of the new york times one of the best in the business in terms of nba insiders and reporters 
uh, did tweet out, you know, just while we're recording this podcast that uh, the Sixers have been aware for some time that Simmons prefers to be traded before the season starts. Uh, didn't get a comment from the team spokesperson. And he did point out in his Substack newsletter um, that Daryl Morey has cut it close on, on big trades before. So uh, I, I'm with you on this completely in that, you know, this, it really kills the Sixers leverage in terms of we're trying to get another uh, star level player in for Ben Simmons. And, and like you mentioned, it's such a weird spot that the organization is in, in terms of we got a 27 year old guy who turns 28 next season, um, still in the prime of his career, who's, who has shown that he can be an MVP level candidate. Uh, we're trying to win a championship. You're basically at this point, just from a talent standpoint, you're still a notch below. And even I'm, I'm saying this, if Simmons was still on the roster, you're, you know, a notch below the Brooklyn's and, and the Milwaukee's in the East. And now you're looking at this and thinking, okay, any sort of deal that might happen isn't going to take us any closer to those two squads. You're going to bring us down. And I'm with you. I think you have to look at a team like Minnesota, maybe try and drag a team like Sacramento into this or, or someone that you can get a three-team deal that at the very least, at the very least, I think you're trying to get at least a bunch of future first-round picks or a bunch of future assets that you might be able to get for Simmons, start the season with whatever you can and, and you know, try and stay afloat in the East and then if a guy like Bradley Beal or a guy like Damian, because I don't think Portland's going to be very good. And if the team, you know, the Blazers come out and, and, you know, start the season five and 12, five and 13 Lillard, I think will start putting more pressure on management to say, get me out of here. I'm done. Like, I don't want to play anymore. And I think maybe at that point you can, you could revisit that and say, Hey, we have a bunch of first round picks. We can send you plus plus let's try and get Lillard out of there, but I'm with you, man. I mean, I, I Paul, I think that this is completely, it's not shocking. I, I, you know, this doesn't come out of left field out of nowhere that Ben Simmons doesn't want to play in Philly. I think we knew that was going to happen for, you know, at, throughout the entire off season. And as soon as that series ended against the Hawks, but now you're looking at it and thinking, damn, they're really, really, really in a bad spot. Um, so let, let's wrap up on this. And I want to get your, get your opinion on this. What is the best case and worst case scenario that comes out of this with the Simmons news? Oh, um, I, I mean, I think the best case is you get to, you know, to what you were just talking about, you get a bunch of, you get some draft picks um, and then you get at least one, like one, like useful, like it's gotta be a good NBA player. Like you can't come out of this, like, you know, Simmons, the potential he has, and, and again, the guy is runner up for defensive player of the year. He, he, he did an excellent job on Trey young. Um, so you need to get someone like on that level. Like it may, you're not going to get an all-star probably this right? but you need to get someone who is at least like a fringy all-star, like somewhere in that realm. And yeah, you, you just, and you have to get picks. Cause like you said, you have to be armed if that Damian Lillard possibility comes up. Now they do have, if they do have that, that scenario comes up and they do have the picks. I mean, you also have some really good young players in Tyrese Maxey and Matisse Thybul that you can push, you know, you can push those chips to the middle if Damian Lillard does become available. But yeah, to me, the best case scenario is you get at least one good starting caliber NBA player and a bunch of picks. Uh, the worst case is you're, you're, you have to settle for not that uh, you have to settle for, you know, a, a guy, a guys who, Again, I'm Malik Beasley and, and and Patrick Beverly and picks. Like if that's that could be your worst case scenario. And like you said, in, in that case, you're like a fourth, five, six seed if if that's your team. So it's it's just it's certainly not ideal. And um, yeah, I mean, and then I guess the or even the worst case scenario might be 
they call his bluff and then he holds out and that just makes it uglier and drags this thing on even longer. So that, that might even be a worst case scenario. Well, I'll tell you from a Sixers perspective, this might not be great from our perspective as people who cover the team. I can't wait to be out there for training camp. I can't wait to be out there. To, Either to, way, right? Yeah. yeah what to happens, it's, it's, it's going to be a blast. Because <laughs> this is going to be fun for us to, to cover. But I mean, uh, yeah, Paul, I mean, like you mentioned, uh, you know, I don't think we'll get a resolution to this maybe in the next week or so. But I think as we get closer to training camp, which does kick off September 28th, I think we'll, you know, something might happen between now and then. But again, this is this is going to be a situation to keep an eye on, at least during the dog days of summer. It's giving us something to cover and something something to talk about. And it's going to be, I think, a huge, uh, a huge storyline now as we get closer to training camp. Paul, as always, we're going to be doing a bunch of this. Uh, we hopping on each other's podcasts, I'm sure, whenever we can. But thanks for taking the time out to talk about this. Yeah, you got it, Jazz. Anytime, man. All right, that's Paul Hudrick, one of the lead producers for us at LibertyBallers.com. And don't forget, we are expanding our audio network, so subscribe to our podcast. Uh, you can do that on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. And, of course, check out Liberty Ballers for all your Sixers needs. That does it for this episode. We'll catch up with you all next time. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.